Hey, what's up? It's Wednesday, June 28th, and thanks for tuning in to another week of the podcast that gives you the most honest viewpoints on the week's hottest sports topics. What's up? It's episode 102 of the Chasing Points podcast. I'm Sam, alongside Brandon, and as always, thanks so much for listening. But disclaimer, before we get started, please follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast. And of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that five-star review goes such a long way. So thanks so much for tuning in and, and supporting our pod. It's uh, It's been a minute. We're back together again. Brandon, what's up, my friend? How are you? Sam sucks. That's why it's been a minute. Sam Ooh. has been on a uh, missionary journey to Tibet, and uh, he just <laughs> Feels returned. Like uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sam, it's been a while. Uh, happy to be back. Uh Sorry to those to our listeners for not putting something out. We we know we missed a, a really great week last week yeah. of a lot of good content. Uh, that being the draft and uh, and some, and some verdict. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll touch on that. But all all in all, Sam, it's it's really truly summertime. This weather has been absolutely crazy here, and I'm over. I just needed to be warm or rainy or whatever. I needed just to make choose up its mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm just annoyed. How, how have you been? I've been I've been good, man. Busy, busy uh, as always, but a great time of the year, uh, mm-hmm. both personally and and uh, of course sports wise. And yeah, we missed a, a big week in the NBA with the draft, some huge trades. But we'll uh, we'll recap it and uh, give our thoughts as uh, free agency starts this weekend. So I guess we could just get right into that. But but the big news, and you know, if if you've listened to more than one podcast of, of ours, you know that our uh, collectively uh, one of our favorite players in the NBA is Damian Lillard, uh, who was drafted in in the late what was it like oh seven oh eight draft somewhere around there, and he, uh, has he, been to be to be clear, he is my favorite in the NBA. Is he? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's right. I don't know if I have a favorite. It's probably him. Yeah. Our favorite NBA superstar, Damian Lillard. <laughs> Uh, has been loyal to uh, the city of Portland and to the Trail Blazers franchise for uh, as long as as he's been there. And uh, note from the the GM after his uh, name has been speculated in a lot of trades, and this is kind of a defining moment with uh, the the Blazers getting the third pick uh, in last week's draft and drafting Scoot Henderson, which we'll get to in a second. But their GM basically said they remain committed to building a winner around. Dame and uh, him, Dame, Dame, his agent, and and the GM had a great dialogue and blah blah blah. What you're making the chirpy face sound? Yeah, it's all that's talk. All, that's all they've been doing is just talking, talking. So there was it, it was kind of like it was a a catalyst moment for the draft. Right here, you have the Trailblazers with the number three overall pick that they could potentially use. There were names like you know far-fetched in some circles, but Jalen Brown, Pascal Siakam, where, you know, what could you get for this pick if you traded him? Oh, what could you get for Dame? Even though he's in his mid thirties, he's missed more time than anyone would like to admit, but he's still a a force in this league and uh, one of the best shooters in this league. And, uh, you know, what, what are we going to do at a, a moment where the trailblazers really are looking at a potential rebuild or to retool with Dame? And uh, as of right now, they drafted another guard, and Dame's still on the roster. You were given the, t- you know, it's all talk. Uh, what's your, uh, 
what's your insight and thoughts on on the situation with uh, the star point guard of the Trailblazers? This needs to conclude this offseason. Uh, I'm I'm tired of hearing all of this, and I'm I'm talking from both sides, yep. including Dame. Uh, if they're going to actually go out and get players, they need to go out and get players because they didn't trade the number three pick, as you said, which there was definitely plenty of other teams uh, that would want Scoot Henderson because he is going to be a cornerstone of somebody's franchise, and it might be the Trailblazers in this unless they use this to package up to get somebody to come to Portland. Now, obviously, as you mentioned, uh, free agency starts this weekend, so there's going to be a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of big-name free agents. Uh, but again, it's not a destination for most players. They don't want to just go to Portland. Um, it's not a sought-after place. Uh, nobody has come to Dame uh, since him being there, and I don't think that's going to change. Uh, on the flip side of where I said it, it, it needs to be both sides, Dame needs to make up his mind as to what he wants to do. And to this point, he's pretty much bulletproof. He can say that he wants to leave and nobody's going to bat an eye. He can no. say he wants to stay. Nobody's going to bat an eye. Like this is what, what he, what has to, what it, where it is at this point. But if Dame decides to stay in my honest opinion, even though I, I love everything he does in the court, I respectfully say he needs to shut up for this talk of everything else. Because if you decide to stay with Portland, you already know what you're getting because they've you've openly said that you want them to get somebody, uh, some veterans. You're not in a rebuild mode. Uh, you you don't want to move. You don't if you know all this and they still don't do all this stuff. You made your bed. Now lay in it. Right. So I just really hope. I pray Dame gets traded. It's, I really hope that he goes to Miami. He had a cryptic uh, IG story the yeah. other day where my Will Smith, Miami, was playing in the background. Uh, you had a, uh, a female, which I'm assuming is one of his family members, stating, like, are y'all ready? And him saying, yo, stop. Like, it's, it's crazy and stuff like that. So, I mean, these guys are very, very strategic. Uh, Hemi Butler was playing one of Dame's songs the other day uh, on his IG when he was working out. So... These guys know what they're doing. He, his, one of his best friends, uh, Bam Adebayo, who is actually one of his best friends, wants, he wants to be there. He's mentioned there, Brooklyn. I don't see Brooklyn as much as I would love to have team yeah. for the Nets. I don't see him going there. I see him going to Miami, and that makes more sense than anything, and it fits well. So I just hope that that gets resolved like ASAP. Uh, I, I know we're gonna they're going to have to wait and see what, what kind of pieces – fall in place but there's a lot of uh good names out there and some trades to be had so I, we yeah, just wait I, that i, I thought, really honestly think that's the first domino that has to fall for everybody to kind of see like what's going on and what's going to happen next honestly yeah i thought the writing was on the wall starting when cj mccollum got traded to new orleans that was that's been his running mate um his whole time in, in portland and they're uh, you know fantastic backcourt for as long as it was and i thought that was the first kind of all right you know you're you're doing the same thing over and over again with the same team can this work let's mix it up and mm -hmm. clearly you know they had the third pick in this year's draft dame yeah i mean dame's been hurt they kind of benched him in the sense of like we're not going anywhere let's uh let get healthy you know let's take a shot at a high draft pick um 
but I, yeah, if I were Dame, I'd, you know, just looking at, you know, a, a great career. He's one of the more talented players this league has seen. And here's the opportunity to win. I mean, Miami was mentioned. Brooklyn is mentioned. I, you have to imagine by this point, Portland would do right by him. And he doesn't have a no trade. Uh, but, you know, what he means to that franchise and to the city and to the, the Northwest there that, you know, potentially he could pick where he wants to go. I think Brooklyn has a much better package to give of course Portland. But, you know, if he wants to go to Miami, uh, you know, I don't know what you would give up. Um, but that would be a, a hell of a team. Bam. Uh, Got to imagine maybe Tyler Heroes in that trade. But um, Tyler, Bam, Tyler and Bam and him are absolutely gone. Yeah, Tyler but, and Duncan are absolutely gone. That's uh, yeah. But t- to your point, I was going to bring up the IG story it's kind of like you're trolling us what's the real you know thing here you're having fun like yeah you know people in the media never really know quote unquote you know that's what every athlete will say but yeah i think it, i think it kind of needs to to come to an end it's um and i just don't see how you can retool this roster while dame still is quote unquote in his prime he's making a lot of money uh and i i just the west is clearly still you know a, a juggernaut conference and you know you have to deal with Jokic and, and company now for who knows how long i just don't see portland coming out of this one with without assets that they're gonna get from dame so yeah i i just want you know as a fan just want what's best for him but certainly knowing a lot of pe- a couple people in portland i know how important he is mm-hmm. um to that area so just you gotta imagine he wants to win at this point though I'm, I'm what do you mean at this point he's been wanting to win from i know i, from I know but one is it's just it hasn't he kind of wrote it out as a rookie you know you do that in your first couple sure. of years you figure out get your nba legs and then once everybody realized it was dame time you know yeah. even with cj being there um it, it's never really had he's never really had any other pieces out there and like i said nobody portland is not a destination that people want to go to a place that rains uh, you know, 80% of the year, uh, people don't want to do that when they have the opportunity of going to a Miami that's, you know, you don't have to worry about the taxes and, and you also get a beautiful, beautiful weather. You can go to LA, you can do that. You can go to New York where it may not be the greatest weather all the time, but you have more marketability there, right? Nobody's going to Portland to go and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go here and start something. It's it, so it's, Unfortunately, it is what it is. So it, Dame's Dame's got to know that at this point, like it's it's just it's either fight or flight. You're either staying or you're going, and that's really just where it needs to stay and or go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from from a loyalty aspect, you can't do anything but praise him, especially in a time where you know these guys are signing for as much money as they can, and mm-hmm. you know it's already planned. We'll get to Bradley Beal, but that's the you know we called it when we when the news broke last year and he signed that five-year extension, we knew this was coming. So, you know, where it's, it's never been that way with Dame, but you know, to my point is at the point where he wants to win, he's, he's getting older, you know, he's, he's still, uh, you know, he's still a great player, but just like to see him on a great team and him initiating the offense with Jimmy Butler and, and pick and roll with Bam. That's, that's yeah, a lot him, of fun. Him, that's yeah. what they need. Miami needs yeah. a guy that can get his own bucket. And we obviously all know that yep. Dane can get his own bucket at any time he wants to. So yeah. let it happen. No, totally. 
Yeah, moving on, as as we already talked about free agency, I guess the legal tampering period, which is obnoxious as you roll your eyes, uh, starts, I think it's July 1st, right? So so Saturday, uh, some notable big names. Just let's play a game of what, what do you think happens with uh, some of the bigger names in free agency this year? So uh, Kyrie is an interesting one. I know a lot of reports that I've read say that he stays with uh, the Mavericks. But Kyrie wasn't the issue with the Mavericks. It's Luka. Uh, and, and people need to talk about it more. Luka's he's been... If this would have been LeBron or Kobe or somebody of that caliber, KD, uh, Luka would have been getting absolutely destroyed in the media. But for some reason, Luka doesn't get destroyed. Uh, at the end of the season, he made it clear that he didn't... He felt like he was losing his passion. He kind of didn't really know... Um, Mark Cuban came out and said that Luca wants to be here. We want him here. Uh, we just have to earn it. So it's just like, it's, it's very interesting because if, if Kyrie does go back there, it's, it's really not on Kyrie because Kyrie, when he came, he did his thing. We, we all know what Kyrie does when he gets on the court. Kyrie absolutely kills on the court, right? Yeah. Those number um, of stat games they played together where they were scoring ridiculous amount of buckets. You know, he he they, he came and did what Kyrie does. Yeah, man, you're absolutely right. When they uh when the two of them in the backcourt were playing, how many times did we say on the pod like these historic numbers that they were putting up together and scoring like 60, 80 points or whatever? Uh so yeah, I, I think you're right though. Luca does not doesn't get the um criticism that he should and certainly Kyrie and Kyrie shoots himself in the foot more often than not. Right. Um, and you could say he gets way too much. Um, but, uh, you know, Kyrie's Kyrie's always going to have that target on his back. Okay. Ooh, don't. There you go. After, you know, 12 hours later. The, of the 76ers? Okay. Yeah.
Ja. Ooh. Can they afford? Can they afford him? Like I don't know how all that works. Sign and trade. I don't. Whatever. You know. Yeah. Russell. You think though, like the what Draymond means to this team? You think they're gonna trade him to Lakers though? Like I could understand like a small. Well, it's it would probably be a sign and trade, right? I don't know how all that works. Yeah, but how are you going to get him there with them spending so much money? That's where I don't know. I'll, I'll we'll look into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's been the one thing with Middleton over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, and them making seems like every playoff run they're making it without him in the lineup for one reason or another. He has the most value to Milwaukee. I don't I don't know what his cap number is and all of that, but I I have to imagine it's probably pretty high. And um, you know, with I'm, I'm not sure teams will really be wanting Middleton, but he's a solid solid uh, player, good number two player. Two behind a star, we've seen that for the last few years in Milwaukee. Yeah, my t- my take on these really quick is I don't think there's a lot of places for Kyrie to go, especially because Dallas owns his rights and can give him that extra year and give him a ton of money. S- similar to like Jalen Brown, where he's going to get max money from the Celtics for an extra year. So I'd probably, especially after what Dallas gave up, to get him, you know, keep letting that asset walk out the door probably doesn't make much sense, but who knows? Dallas does a lot of interesting things. I thought the, um, there was a lot of talk throughout the year that Harden wanted to go back to Houston. I just don't, I don't think Houston needs him. And I don't know why James Harden would want to go to Houston other than his social life, which has been well documented in in that city but yeah i just don't see it happening especially with the the young players they have yeah yeah Yeah. And talk about another guy who's been, you know, minutes away from a finals. Uh, you know, James Harden doesn't have a ring either. We're just talking about Dame. Uh, 
you'd you'd want to probably uh, aside from making a ton of money, which he could even opt out on Friday and re-sign. Daryl Morey's, you know, been his GM forever now with Houston and now with Philly. So he's he's in position to make some money and you know, uh you run it back when you have Joel Embiid. That's, you know, that's not bad there. Yeah, we talked about Middleton and the Draymond thing is I th- you you nailed it. The first thing I thought about when I saw Jordan Poole get traded to Washington for CP3, which we'll get to in a second is all right, Draymond's staying. Like they cleared the way, they cleared the salary. Cause there's always been a kind of a thing where it's like, all right, you gave this, you know, you get, he had a good finals. He had a good playoff run rather. He gave him a ton of money and uh, you know, and then the altercation, the video and, and all of that. It's, I think Draymond stays, he means too much to that Warriors team. And uh, you know, he's, he's uh, despite the headache that he can give you quote unquote, he's uh, you know, he's been the heart of that team. Um, I don't think Steph would let that happen either. Uh, or clay if you know seeing how close they are but that's just my two cents there but yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. Despite that they drafted those three guys. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, it off the ball. Yeah, off the ball. Yeah, Draymond takes the ball, inbounds the ball in it and brings it to the to the other side of the court totally. Yeah, you have. Yeah, on the pod and off the pod. Yeah, I mean he's going to get the ball. He's going to uh, he's going to have the offense. We'll see we'll see what that looks like, but uh, you know, that's uh something there. So yeah, free agency the tampering period starts on the uh 1st and I think what's like the 10th 
they can officially sign. So I understand it because, you know, it's foolish to think that these agents haven't been talking about this for for months already. But yeah, uh, anyone else real quick, uh, you know, any surprises or basically, uh, you know, names that that could switch that, you know, you'd be looking for. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. All right, Hayes. Well, yeah, there's been some big trades. Uh, most of them happened before the draft, but uh, I have them listed in, in chronological order, starting with the latest, which was yesterday. Uh, what's that? Yeah. Or I just copied and pasted it from somewhere. But I don't know where you want to start with this, because obviously the last trade isn't the, the biggest one, but you know we could work our way back. You, you talk about the first trade you want to talk about. We'll go from there. <sighs> There you go. Is that true? Nice. Point God. Smart.
Ja. 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 Yeah. Which is funny because they have Aiton. Shopping, yeah, for a while. Yeah, the 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 Suns thing with Beal, it's I mean, first off, the old regime in Washington to give him a fifth year, and he has the only or had the only no trade in the whole league. Like, what leverage does Bradley Beal have with the Wizards that he even needs? Like, you give him a no trade. I don't know if he still has it, but, you know, that's that's wild. Uh, so, yeah, he goes there, and, and that's great. But I'm like, you know, this is, I mean, Booker initiates a lot of this offense. You'd imagine now that Chris Paul is in here. And I just, I, I don't know. I'm not really like a Bradley Beal, like, guy and that contract is probably like the biggest contract in the league. I don't think I don't think I'm exaggerating and especially just I just feel like you need to play, right? Like I don't know, was he not playing? Was he not playing cuz the team was really bad and he's like an asset and you want to keep him healthy for exactly this return? Then sure. But I just I just feel like I've never really looked at Bradley Beal as like you know I just think he's a good player on a bad team. I don't know. I mean, when John Wall was there, they they played well together. You know, how much of that was John Wall? How much was him? I mean, people get buckets on bad teams all the time, you know? I I just... No, that's fair. Oh, sure. Yeah, when you're already in the basement. I I get that. Yeah, I mean you're just you're you're tied to Bradley Beal and those three and and Booker and and you know hopefully a a healthy KD which uh you know I think all of that would be different but then the moment that KD trade was done and we liked it but you know I I think we're big uh Bridges fans I think 
knowing what they the sun shipped off they could have definitely used in the playoffs and and to your point earlier they're gonna have to get these minimum vet minimum guys to fill their roster and we've seen this before with with the warriors with the lebron heat with the lebron Cavs. right there's there's not enough money and again i'm not a salary cap expert but they're going to be shopping for those guys looking for one last chance at a ring or to contribute on a winning team and we saw depth was an issue and i just think it's going to be a bigger issue now. And especially if they, if they keep eight and, and I, I like DeAndre and I, you know, uh, but if they could get some, some players back, not draft picks, like guys that can play for this team when it counts, like then that's, you know, they should look to do that. But I like, I like the, I like what the wizards are doing, right? It's kind of like, um, just tear, tear, tear it down, tear it down. You didn't get Wemby. Tear it down. What do you, what you don't like it? You did. That's Memphis's pick. That's also Memphis's pick. <laughs> I, th- I think. Sign and trade, probably, because he's unrestricted, too.
So you like what the Wizards are doing, but you don't. So you like it aside from giving Boston's picks because you had a very bad general manager a decade ago. Got it. Got it. Well, yeah, take the bad contracts, get get picks for the bad contracts. Didn't OKC? OKC's been doing this, right? Doesn't uh, whoever their GM, uh, Presti, doesn't he have like a billion picks? Yeah. So it's, you know, you have to pay to get rid of some of these contracts too. I mean, Porzingis had a good year, right? He Because he stayed healthy. But he wasn't, you know, uh, and he looked better than, than he had the last X amount of years. But you got to pay to get rid of that. I think, yeah, I mean, sure, he's not going to be, you know, clearly now, especially with Smart gone, this is Tatum's team and, and Brown. Uh, he won't need to, I mean, he can really just separate and cause a lot of spacing. I mean, he can shoot. He's he's tall. I mean, they have, uh, you know, looking at their roster here, like their centers are like how old's Al Horford's our age, you know, and uh, I'd like to think that I'm, Young and healthy, but you know, I don't play basketball. And uh, uh, Robert Williams, who uh, look, Robert Williams can't stay on the court. So, yeah, I I, I think it's that's fair. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I think it's something different to your point earlier about Smart. Uh, despite him being like a a huge part of this team, we were talking about Draymond being like the heart the voice of this, of that, uh, his team, you could say that about Marcus smart. I mean, he, he just won defensive player of the year a couple years ago. Right. But uh, something needs, you can't keep doing the same thing over again. And maybe that was it. Maybe it was just like, okay, we want to hand the keys over to Jalen and, and Jason. Like, I don't know. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Oof. Uh, real, real quick here to, to wrap up the trade talk to been hearing forever that John Collins is on the block in Atlanta. And he finally gets traded yesterday. He has 52 mil left on his deal and a player option too for 27 million. And he gets traded for a future second round pick to uh, from the Jazz and Rudy Gay, who I didn't even know was still in the league. Like jokingly, but like that that's it. You've been talking about trading John Collins and the return that you've wanted. And now he's just a salary dump. It's uh yeah, life comes at you fast. Yeah. Yep. 
Meh. Yeah. Well, uh, real quick, uh, NBA draft was last week, and uh, won't get too much into it, but you know, Victor Wembanyama, the seven foot five uh, center from France, went number one to the Spurs. No surprise there. I guess the real intrigue starts started at number two. We've been talking about is it Charlotte? You know, Charlotte going to take Brandon Miller from Alabama or Scoot, Scoot Henderson? who played for the G League Ignite, and uh, they ended up going with Brandon Miller to team up with uh, LaMelo there. And as we already mentioned, Scoot goes three to the Blazers. Uh, I know you're a big Brandon Miller fan, uh, not to be confused with Brandon, but Brandon Miller goes to Charlotte. Your thoughts on who you'd pick uh, Miller versus Scoot? But the people don't know. Yeah. I I've been going back and forth. I know you're really high on Brandon Miller and certainly like at that size and a guy who can shoot as well as he can. The, I mean, he was involved or a suspect or just involved. So I don't know all the details. I'm not, I don't want to, you know, I didn't really read up on the story, but like the, you know, everything off the court that's been happening is, could be concerning. But again, he's like, what, 6'10", and he's a knockdown shooter. I mean, you pair that with Lamelo, and if Lamelo can stay on the court, it's like a theme for today, right? But, you know, that's, that's certainly a, a backcourt you want to build on and, uh, I mean, Scoot's a little bit of a different, you know, much smaller, but uh, can do a lot of things. And a lot of people just love the makeup of the guy, right? And we've seen, you know, seen his talent there too. I probably, I would probably take Scoot if I was Charlotte and you kind of just see how it works. And if it doesn't, you make a decision there. Kind of like, I, I liken it to like, De'Aaron Fox and and Tyrese Halliburton, where it was kind of like, do the Kings need Halliburton? No, but he. It's a different example because it was like in the he went like twelfth overall to the Kings or something like that. He he dropped pretty far. I still wish the Knicks would have drafted him. I've said that a million times, but you kind of you wait to see what what could happen with that. You end up trading Halliburton for uh, Sabonis, and you know that that's pretty great building block there as we've seen this year for them uh you know i i hope the off the court stuff is isn't a factor because i like brandon miller's game and i get why they they picked it it's just i don't know that's just my thoughts on on the two of them there i I take miller i'm going back i'll take miller i'm tap dancing baby 
another undrafted free agent, right? Shout out to Maris Basketball. Plug. Shout out to Harrison. Uh, all right. Uh, change gear. Let's talk baseball a little bit. It's power ranking time. You ready? I'm I'm hyped. Are you hyped? Just because I'm not I'm not bring, I'm not bringing it. All right. Let's start it over. It's uh, power ranking time. This is as of last night when I read off these records and stuff. Number five, same as the last pod we did, which was like the 14th or 15th or something like that. I don't know. It's the Diamondbacks. You may have uh, heard Corbin Carroll before. I picked him the one rookie of the year. I think uh, a lot of people have, but uh, he's not only at pacing to win rookie of the year. He's in the MVP race, although I don't. I think that's clearly going to Acuna. But he's on pace for 33 home runs, 47 stolen bases, and like 120 runs and 90 RBIs or something like that. And uh, this team's just running all over the place between Jake McCarthy, him, uh, Cattell Marte. Looks like he's back to being, you know. Uh, a dominant offensive second baseman as, as he was in years past, um, Christian Walker, Yordis Goriel and, uh, anchoring that staff to Zach Gallen and, uh, Merrill Kelly. So I, I like this team, uh, kind of came out of nowhere, but, uh, just like the, the talent on the team and how they're playing and, uh, can't beat that. Uh, hate to see this because it's in the AL East and we're both Yankee fans, but similar going for, uh, the Orioles here. Uh, they're four. Uh, they're fourth. Last time they were fourth too. They're forty-seven and twenty-nine. Uh, but yeah, young guys getting it done. I've talked about Adley Rushman enough, but uh, at the beginning of the year, it was Corbin Carroll, Gunnar Henderson, two best prospects in baseball. Henderson's like woken up finally. He's you know he's uh, really hitting the ball and and playing well. They just called up another infield prospect, Jordan Westberg. He can kind of play all over the place, but he he'll settle in at second. The bullpen's really good. Felix Bautista's headed to the All-Star game. You can make a case that Yanir uh, Cano is is one of the better setup guys in the league. And uh, I've mentioned before, I really think if they got a guy like Shane Bieber or you know another ace that'll be on the block there, they could really uh, do some damage there. So uh, that's Baltimore at four. The Texas Rangers, uh, their last 10 games, they went five and five. Uh, but they're still five games up on the AL West. Behind the Astros over the last 10 games, the Astros have gone three and seven. So anytime I can just dig at the Astros, despite the Yankees playing very poorly and hurt, um, I'll take that. So Rangers are there and we've mentioned uh, they're, they're getting it done without DeGrom, but Corey Seager's, uh, you know, playing at, at his highest level, Marcus Simeon, uh, you know, uh, Tavares, Josh Young's in the AL rookie of the year conversation as well. They're, they're playing really well. Here's a surprise. Number two, the Rays, despite still being on a 108 game winning pace, they've gone six and seven against Oakland, San Diego, Baltimore, and KC. Historically bad A's team, they split. Lost two of three to the Padres, who, you know, despite the amazing talent on that team, they're not, it's not translating to wins. Uh, they split with a good Orioles team and, uh, a possibly his- historically bad Royals team they split as well. So uh, tougher times in Tampa, but you know they'll they'll be there as as we all assume they will uh, because they're just a, a good organization. And uh, Atlanta number one, I had them third last time, but they've been in the second or third spot all year. Ten of their last eleven games they've won. Acuna is 
on pace for 75 stolen bases and like almost 40 home runs or something like that. Uh, Michael Harris won rookie of the year last year. He's finally hitting the ball better. And uh, they don't have two of their best pitchers because they're both hurt, Max Fried and Kyle Wright. Um, and when they get them back, that's even scarier. Uh, so that's power rankings. More baseball. And do you care, though? What do you think of the power rankings? I think they just won one. A lot of a lot of good talent they've been calling up, and they have another guy who just hits cover off the ball, Christian Encarnacion Strand, who's still in the minors. And if you look at his numbers this year, it's like eye popping. Why is he still down there? But you have Vado and a lot of different things going on. Yeah, but Ellie hit for the cycle on Friday. He's hit the cover off the ball. Uh, you know, he's he yeah, he's been a lot of fun to watch. He's got that long stride. He's super tall. Uh, you know, strikeouts could be a, a, a problem, but, uh, you know, when you're playing, you're hitting like that, um, this team's, I like this team a lot. Jonathan India, Matt McLean, another rookie playing shortstop India, one rookie of the year, a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, just get some more pitching Hunter greens hurt, uh, Nicola Dolo's hurt, but get some more pitching in there. That, that reds team's fun to watch and they're in the mix, man. I mean, NL central is not, uh, you know, uh, not a lot going on there so they're certainly in the mix there too uh and you were right the yankees took two of three from the rangers absolutely right yeah not bad for someone who doesn't watch baseball quote unquote Can I can I ask some questions though? Is it because the Yankees aren't playing well? Because I know we talked about how these new rules in baseball have helped the game, right? The game's shorter, the game's more fun. It's just the Yankees.
Sure. Oh, I did that. Look at me. I meant to clip the clip and I hit mute. Hey, anyway, uh, I would say to your point about being an Eagles fan and watching football, obviously it's different. There's only 17 regular season games and, and the playoffs and and much more easy to digest. But we've talked about this a lot. There's a lot of stars in baseball that don't get their shine. There's Even though the game is attendance is up, ratings are up, Stats are up. The game is shorter. I think you should uh, watch some more baseball. That's all I'm saying. If it's not the Yankees, and I know, uh, you know, you got Donaldson. I mean, you got Hicks gone, and Hicks is, you know, raking in Baltimore. And you got you have to deal with Donaldson and IKF and an outfield that includes uh, Billy McKinney and Jake Bowers. I, I get it, um, but there's a lot of talent in the uh, in baseball right now, so. Sure.
ad nauseum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, we can uh, definitely talk. I don't want to take us off the rails too much, but I, I think attendance and, and ratings are up. But yeah, it's it's that's a small sample size. We'll see in a few years. Obviously, the sport is better when the big uh, the big dogs are are playing well. That's that's true in any sport. But uh, switching gears is talking about uh, you know the the elephant in the room, the dominant sport in America now, the NFL, right? So training camp's a little over a month away, which is wild to think about as we head into June. Uh, you sent me this list or, you know, a, a lot of names on this list uh, the other day, and it's it's kind of, uh, it, it's interesting to see where we're at, right? These are NF- some NFL free agents that are still available for teams to sign and have to imagine we'll get some run soon, uh, just looking like a all-star team from a few years ago. And, and you can consider some of these guys still, still have it too. Dalvin cook, uh, only 27 Deandre Hopkins. We've talked about a lot on the spot 31. We got Zeke and Kareem Hunter, both 28 Leonard Fournette's 28 Jadavian Clowney, Yannick and Gawkway, your boy, Carson Wentz, <laughs> Eli Apple, Julio Jones, T Y Hilton, Taylor Lewan, Marcus Peters, uh, to name a few here, uh, any uh, predictions from Nostra Hayes as we uh, head into uh, training camp with some of these free agents, or what would you like to see? Not everyone's AP. Yeah, that's for sure.
I c- I'd like to keep him at the Meadowlands. Yeah. Now we, we've always needed linebacker help, and he's uh, he knows the defense, and he you know he plays pretty well. Yeah, it's uh, it'll injuries is gonna make a big uh factor in a lot of where these guys go, whether it's in the backfield or under center, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, some of these running backs, you know, were studs years ago, and some of them still can put up numbers like we know, like Dalvin Cook, and we have our questions about Zeke and Kareem Hunt and and whatnot. But uh, it'd be interesting to see what kind of depth these these uh, teams look for and and who will settle for contracts, because I'd have to imagine some of the reason while they're still um free agents and and all the other guys like Miles Sanders and uh, Deonta Foreman and all these other running backs have signed is uh, aside from age, it's, you know, salary too. So um, I could see Zeke going back to the Cowboys on like a one year, make good deal. Uh, He didn't have the greatest, greatest year in Dallas and, and Pollard tore his ACL. Right. So he's who knows how he'll, Oh, broke his leg. That's right. So who knows what that situation is going to be look, look like uh this year could be a, a lost year or or much of the year for him and you know Zeke's last moment with the Cowboys was him lining up as center and getting uh pummeled. Yeah so uh yeah it's, it'd be interesting. We'll we'll keep an eye on some of these names but definitely a lot of talent uh talent on this te- uh free agent wire that's for sure. Could field a pretty good team with the free agents left. Uh that's for sure. I don't know if I'd want Matty Ice quarterbacking it though but i think yeah didn't he sign a deal with like cbs to to do some uh whatever he's doing yeah hey uh want to play do you care okay we're gonna play do you care baseball edition ready uh mets owner steve cohen tweeted today tuesday that he will be holding a press conference tomorrow wednesday before their scheduled game against the brewers at seven o'clock you will get it from me straight, he tweeted. Uh, over the last 56 games, the team's 21 and 35 in fourth place in the East. Uh, Sunday, they had a hor- another horrific loss. Did you see any of this unfold? Uh, the inning, yeah, they lost seven to six on three walks, two hit batters, and one of the uglier errors you'll ever see. Um, so, yeah, uh, $359 million payroll. They are 35 and 43 in the East and uh, 16 games back behind the Braves. And uh, I just wanted to point out too, I was looking at standings and the Marlins are in second place in the East and their payroll is like a quarter of what the Mets payroll is. So chew on that. Uh, Do you care? Kate Upton, and I think Kate said that. Get it right. Yeah, I mean, he got paid. 
he's not winning, but he got paid. Okay. Uh, Yankees payroll. Yankees payroll is $277 million. So that is more than $75 million less. And they're also really hurt. So there's that. Uh, Do I care? Uh, I mean, I'd be interested to see what Steve Cohen has said. Certainly he's put up the money. His other owners are pissed because... He's out there spending and breaking these laws, much like the Warriors, right? The the new CBA in baseball has a lot of the same restrictions on on that to keep guys like Steve Cohen from being Steve Cohen. Uh, I I very interested to see what he says. I don't know if it's going to be like remember when like George Steinbrenner would come out with these like statements and like how you know. Uh, either how he believes in the team or the team needs to do better or like people will pay like these moments. I wonder if that's going to be, if this is going to be like, he's going to try to do one of these things. I'd be interested to see. Um, uh, You think bucks on the hot seat. We uh, love this signing. I love this signing last year, adult in the room after, uh, you know, the dysfunction of years past, but it looks like it's just been the same old bets as we're halfway through this season. I think the big thing, yeah, the pitching has been the pitching has been the problem for this team, and especially in the bullpen. And I think one there's a viral clip of of Gary Cohen, uh, the SNY uh, lead broadcaster, basically ripping Buck and the Mets after this loss on Sunday. That I just mentioned that how this team broke apart. And interesting there, uh, the four guys they brought in to the bullpen. I did not watch this game. I just saw the end of it, but. Uh, the guys they brought in were not in the bullpen to start the year. So is it is it like you work with the the weapons you have or don't have, or is it bad decisions? I don't know. I don't watch the Mets enough to know if it's Buck's fault, but you're right. It's, you know, the first one to go is the pitching coach or the hitting coach. It's like, okay, what's that? Are you are you, to shake people up? Like, because you can't get rid of the players easily. Like, I, I don't, I don't quite know. I mean, you 
put the target on your back with spending that much money and being so boisterous about spending the money. So this is kind of like the karma of it. Right. And then you have teams like the devil rays who are like, or the rays, excuse me, geez. Uh, yeah. That are like third lowest payroll in baseball and they have the best record in baseball. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of holes to fix on this Mets team. So, uh, be uh, fun to see what he tweets up. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, Raphael Devers, uh, Xander Bogarts. Yeah. Trade for pitching like Chris Sale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they also, uh, you know, got the the right players. Uh, How about the Astros? How about the Astros? Perfect. Aside from cheating, like that's how'd they do it? Yeah. Yeah, Despite, uh, you know, yeah. Hey, eh, wow. I can't believe. Hey, uh, let's end the show with this. Uh, MLB is in the planning stages for bringing baseball to Paris, uh, said Commissioner Rob Manfred at a news conference on Friday. As you know, or may not have known, uh, the Cardinals and the Cubs played in London. Uh, they were scheduled to play a couple years ago, but COVID knocked uh, knocked that out. The Red Sox and Yankees uh, played there before the pandemic. Uh, so the Mets and Phillies will play in London next year, and baseball is potentially coming to Paris in 2025. Do you care? That was okay. That would be interesting. Tony Parker, yeah. That's sentiment's not wrong. I mean, they've certainly this game is is built on uh, you know, the other countries and and. You know, Dominican players and people, uh, players from Venezuela, and of course the Japanese, uh, you know, and uh, Japanese national team we just saw in the WBC, and you know Shohei and all the other guys that potentially are coming too. Yeah, it's interesting. I have, I have friends in in London who like when the when they come when the NFL comes, they like it's a big deal. Like people are excited, even if they're not like 
able to go to a game. I I would be interested to check in on them and see how baseball has been accepted because it's kind of like you're right. It's like how about we focus on ourselves here? But I don't know if you know there were WBC teams for all for Italy and Great Britain and and all these other places too, so the Netherlands. So like, um, you know. It's a slow burn, maybe. Uh, we'll we'll see uh, how baseball resonates there over over time. But ultimately, like, yeah, I I tuned into some of uh some of the last two games because I like players on the Cubs and Cardinals. But um, and and Michael Kay and A Rod did the the call on ESPN on Sunday, which was pretty cool to to hear. Um, but yeah, be uh be interested to see how that's um welcomed or not. Yeah, that's it. That's our show. Anything uh, I left out or anything you uh, looking forward to this week? You sent it to me and I did not watch it yet. Sabrina, Sabrina, 31 points the other day. Was it Sunday? Stewie? Yeah, man. Uh, baseball, I was excited. Like, yes, it's Tuesday. Yankees are playing. They're in Oakland. So, <laughs> I was like, great. Uh, no, but we'll watch, watch as much as I can if I can. But, you know, uh, yeah. I uh, I watch uh, Liberty Games now <laughs> because they're better than the Knicks. No, I I've been saying this, and I know we say this a lot, but we we need to go to Brooklyn to to see this happen. Let's do it. Cool. Uh, so that's it. Thanks so much for listening. However, you listen for Brandon. My name is Sam. Thanks so much for listening, and until next week, peace.